Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Wednesday the 10th of August 2011. The singing in this service is by the Crown College Quartet. Here's Brother Levi Mullins. Hello, it's so good to be with you this evening. Again, my name is Levi Mullins and that's my wife, Brittany. And uh, we're so thrilled to be with you with the Crown College Quartet. And um, we're very excited about this summer. It's been a fantastic summer. We began June, uh, I guess June the 1st, 2nd, somewhere in there. And uh, we started off in the Republic of Ireland at uh, the, some of their, um, well, three of them's their dad, pastors a church there in Dublin. And um, we started off there for one Sunday and then stopped through England for two days on our way to France. And uh, we were in France for a few weeks and then Germany for a few weeks, Italy for a week, back to Germany. And then now here we are in the UK again. And so it's been quite a summer and seen many blessings, seen people saved, seen many visitors. And, and it's just been a great summer to see the Lord's blessings and provision and to see how much the Lord has done for us this week. And we're excited to be with you to see what God's going to do here tonight in, in our hearts and your heart, Lord willing. And as we open to Him, we're so very excited about the invitation. The well, we called you, but the uh, <laughs> the the uh, and the very graciousness of you allowing us to come. And uh, yeah, but anyways, we're very excited about that, and um, we thank you so much. Your hospitality has been very kind, and we enjoyed the open air. It was we saw God working in lives and the gospel going into people's hearts and people are very tender right now in an uncertain time. And uh, so it was It was very precious to do that with the, your pastor and his wife. And and uh, we had a great fish and chips dinner, and uh, it, it was a blessing too. But uh, a classic English meal, but uh, it, it was it was great. It's so good to be with you this evening. We pray that the the music you know, that you'll, as we worship together in the song and the, that you hear in their testimonies, I pray that the Lord will speak to your heart. You know, um, they might they might sound pretty or something like that. Who knows? But um, they might sound good or, or you know or, or something like that. But they don't come because they sing pretty or things like that. And that's not what it's about. It's because God has made a difference in their life, and they sing because they have a desire to serve the Lord. And um, they've each given their lives to the Lord, and they've been saved, and they have something to sing about. And may the Lord use that testimony that they have to speak to your hearts and Lord will in my heart too. And um, but we thank you so much, Pastor and wife, and for having us and and family there. And uh, it, it is thrill. It is truly a thrill to be with you. And please pray for us as as they sing. And I'll be coming in a bit with a word. Lord hath pardon, bought for 
glorified, I too shall be. My name is Caleb Canavan. I was born in the United States in the Washington, D.C. area, but I grew up in Dublin, Ireland. As uh, I said, my, my dad is a pastor there. He's been pastoring there for several years now. So I had the great privilege of growing up in a Christian home. But growing up in a Christian home does not save you. I had sin. All of us have a sin problem that separates us from God. It wasn't until I placed my faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins that I then had a relationship with God sins could be forgiven. Ever since then, I've had such a peace and joy in my heart that nothing but knowing Christ can bring. And since then, I've been seeking the Lord. I sought the Lord. I didn't know what God would have me to do. And God led me to Crown College. I just finished my first year there studying music. I'm excited to see what the Lord will do in the coming year. Hello, my name is Andrew Canavan. And uh, he's my brother, actually, and this is my sister. And we are triplets. But uh, I maintain that I'm still the oldest, and I let him know, and keep him in line. And we've had a great time this summer. The Lord has really blessed. I was saved at a young age. Uh, I made a profession when I was five, but walking by my dad's study, he was a pastor. I heard my sister ask him a question. She said, Dad, how do I surrender my life to the Lord? And I thought, well, that's a great question. I should ask that question. It'll impress my dad, too. So a couple of weeks later, I, I talked to my dad, and I asked him, Dad, how can I surrender my life to the Lord? And I got a very unexpected reply. My dad said, Andrew, do you know Christ as your personal Savior? And I did not. I could not answer that question correctly. Andrew, are you going to heaven? I was like, Dad, of course I am. I'm a good person. And my dad showed me from the Bible how all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So on a park bench in Southeast Dublin, I accepted Christ as my personal Savior. Growing up in the church, I, we were able to help our parents out a lot. We were the church janitors. We did a lot of stuff, and we helped them. 
And uh, I was open to, the, to whatever the Lord had me to do. And the Lord laid in my heart ministry. And uh, it, he led me to Crown College, where I'm currently studying pastoral ministries. I've just finished my first year there, and I'm excited about what the Lord's going to do this coming year. Thank you. How tedious and tasteless the hours When Jesus no longer I see Sweet prospects, sweet birds and sweet flowers Have all lost their sweetness to me The midsummer sun shines but dim The fields drive in vain to look gay But when I am happy in Him December's as pleasant as May Content with beholding His face My all to His pleasure resigned No changes of season or place Would make any change in my mind While blessed with a sense of His love A palace a toy would appear Prisons would palaces prove If Jesus would dwell with me there Dear Lord, if indeed I am thine If thou art my son and my song Say, why do I languish and pine? And why are my winters so long? These dark clouds from the sky, thy soul cheering presence restore. Or take me unto the on high, where winter and clouds are no more. Hello, my name is Emily Lancaster, and uh, I'm 19 years old. Originally, I'm from Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, Missouri area, but um, a few years ago, my parents and I moved to Germany, and we've been missionaries to the American military and to the German people in Germany. Um, I praise the Lord for the opportunity he's given me to be raised in a Christian home. Um, I just remember every service, the doors were open and we were at church, and I'm so thankful for that. And at the age of five years old, I was in uh, junior church or children's church one morning, and the pastor was preaching on hell. And I just remember thinking that morning, you know, I'm a pastor's daughter. I haven't done anything really bad, but I knew in my heart that I needed a Savior too. And that morning, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior by faith, and I put my trust in Him. And since then, there's been such a peace in my heart, and I'm so thankful for it and for what He's done for me. Um, a few years later, I surrendered my life to whatever the Lord would have me to do. And um, that's when, a few years later, he called my parents and I to be missionaries. And I've just been very thankful for that. He's given me a lot of opportunities there in Germany to work with the German people. He's given me a, a special burden for the Germans. And I'm just very thankful for that. And then this past year, the Lord led me to Crown College, where I'm studying elementary education. And I just finished my first year. And I'm excited about starting my second year very soon. And just, I'm very thankful for all the Lord's done for me. He's blessed me in so many ways, and 
thankful for the opportunity to be here with you tonight. Thank you, Pastor, for having us, and it's just a pleasure to be with all of you. Hello, my name is Rebecca Canavan, and I'm from Dublin, Ireland. I grew up there since from the age of seven, and my parents, my dad's a pastor there, and I grew up all my life hearing about how God had made a way for us to go to heaven through Jesus, and it was all in my head, but I never made it personal. And finally, one night, one Sunday night, when I was nine years old, my dad was uh, preaching, and I finally realized that I was a sinner, and I was going to go to hell unless I asked Jesus Christ to save me and forgive me for my sins. And that night, my dad showed me from the Bible how I could be saved, and I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. And since then, uh, the Lord has given me such a peace in my heart. I can, I can see how he has led me uh, through the years. I grew up helping my parents in the church there with music and the children. And then the Lord led me last year to Crown College in the United States of America. And I've been studying there uh, to be an elementary school teacher. And I've just enjoyed my time there and all the learning. And uh, thank you so much for having us tonight, Pastor, in church. I appreciate this opportunity. <clears throat> Good. 
thy pardon, thy precious blood must be my only hope and comfort, my glory and my plea. I cannot stand alone. I have no strength or goodness, no wisdom of my own. But thou beloved Savior art all in all to me, and weakness Ashamed 
to go and tell the world that Jesus saves. We'll proclaim the truth as long as there is time. We'll hold up the light, let it brightly shine. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine, let it shine. We'll hold up the light, we won't be ashamed. To go and tell the world that Jesus saves. We'll proclaim the truth as long as there is time. We'll hold up the light. We'll hold up the light. Let it brightly shine. You can take the word of God with me and turn to in the Word of God to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And we'll begin reading in verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect under recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith... They passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, as saying to do, were drowned. Verse number 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not, when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I say more? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, of Jephthah, of David also, and, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of the weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to f- flight the armies of the aliens." Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned and were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with sword, were they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in the in deserts and in ma- mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth, and and these all have obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having prom- provided some better thing for us, that they without us should be made perfect. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for the the congregational songs that we were able to sing together. 
And Lord, I pray, we, th- we thank you for the, the special music, and Lord, and the words and, and the, the doctrine that it teaches, Lord, to us. And Lord, we, we pray, Lord, that this evening that we can come into thy word. And Lord, and I pray that you'd fill me with thy spirit and give me uh, the words to say, Lord, I cannot do without thee, Lord. And Lord, and, and I pray that you would open my heart and the hearts of, of all, every one of us, Lord, to hear thy word. And Lord, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to, by the Spirit's enabling, to be able to speak to you a little bit this evening on something that I know very little of, but I know that I need a lot of, and that is faith. And um, I, ho- I hope that as we look in this chapter in one other spot in the Word of God, that uh, we can be encouraged to be uh, Christians that are full of faith. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. And then through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen which were not made of things which do appear. So we see that faith for us is described here in Hebrews chapter 11. And then in, and then in verse number six, we see, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. We understand that faith is utmost importance to God because we understand that it is impossible to please God without faith. And so we understand that faith is described to us in, he- in Hebrews. And then we also see that it is without it, it's impossible to please God. But not only here in Hebrews do we see faith described to us, but faith is also defined to us. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, the Word of God says, "...looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God." And so we see here that faith is defined to us as looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith. So often, uh, faith is like, you know, have faith in yourself, people say so often. Faith is looking unto the Lord in everything in life. Faith is looking to Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. Here in this chapter 11, we see we've read a few accounts of some people that God has saw fit to to write to us about people that were men and women of faith. People that by faith they accomplished something. By faith they did something great for the Lord and His glory. But it was only by faith they pleased the Lord in what they did. And so we see these things and looking at a few of these things, we see by faith Abraham and Noah and Enoch and by faith Isaac and Jacob. And then we come to by faith Joseph. And we're reminded of a story in the Old Testament in which in the Bible says here, By faith Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. And we learn about the story of how Joseph, you know, had plans for after he left how he would be remembered. You know, that's a lesson to be learned just in that verse right there. What are you leaving for the generation to come? Are you leaving the gospel are you leaving just a maybe a nice business or a few things to pass on, a home, a nice home or a car? Those are great things. But the greatest thing would be to leave a Christian influence, to leave the gospel, to leave changed lives because God, because as you tell them about Jesus Christ, He will change their lives. 
and so forth. What are you leaving the next generation? And then we learn in, in verse 23, by faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three, three months of his parents because he saw that they saw that he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. We learn here by faith that Moses' parents were able to, they, they, they knew how important the home was. And they, they knew to raise, to raise their children by faith. And they said, no matter what the land is doing today, no matter what the king says or anything like that, I'm going to raise my children, my child for the Lord. And so they hid Moses. And we know, we may know the story of Moses and how they hid him and to save his life. And then the Lord blessed him and used him greatly later on in his life. And we learn more about that and how that Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh, his daughter. And so he stood up for what was right. And boy, do we need a people that by faith will stand up for Christ and do what is right. And so we see here, we come through and these wonderful stories that are illustrated to us by faith. And so we come to one specific story, verse number 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. This speaks of not a particular person, but a people. A people, and that was the people of Israel. And Israel, by faith... The walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Let's go in the Word of God with me, back into the world of the Bible and uh, on the Old Testament into Joshua chapter 6 with me real quick. We'll just be short. I know um, this is normally a prayer meeting time and a, and a Bible study time, but please bear with me just for a brief time as we look in, into the Word of God in Joshua chapter 6. We will not be too long here. Joshua chapter 6, and I'll begin reading in verse 1 as you follow along. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days." And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns, and the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. And it came to pass that when they had make a long blast with the ram's horns, and when ye hear the, peop the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. So we see here, remember Hebrews said, By faith the walls of Jericho fell. And so we see here a story of Christians who place faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope this evening that you have initially placed faith in the Lord Jesus Christ for your soul salvation. The Bible says, For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. It doesn't matter how good I am or how good you are, but it's by faith in the Lord and to pay for our sin debt that we owe God. But God, Jesus Christ, paid that for us on the cross of Calvary. Thank the Lord for that payment. Without it, I would be destined for hell. Now, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, I'm destined for heaven. I hope that's the same for you. But here we are looking at people that were the children of God. 
people that are children of Israel. I, I hope that I'm speaking to some children of God, people who've been born again this evening. And if I am, may I encourage you to be full of faith. Let's see how Israel was full of faith in the things that they did in this story. We see this story and how it begins with instruction. They are, have been given the land of Israel. God has promised them this land, and now they're, they've moved out of and then the great exodus and so forth with Moses. And uh, they've went across the Red Sea. And by faith, they crossed the Red Sea. And so they went across the Red Sea. And now they're coming into Israel and beginning to conquer land that, that was given to them by the Lord. And now they come to this very large city. I don't know if you've seen any castles or anything around here. But you might have being in uh, Great Britain here. And so you can imagine some castle walls. I don't know what quite these walls would have looked like, but you can imagine large stone walls in which maybe even chariots would race upon the tops of them. And so you come along this structure and so forth, and you can imagine the children are way in the back and they can see at the distance and so forth, but you got the, the men of valor and other people that are up front planning and getting all the preparations ready. And Joshua, the leader, is seeking the Lord and and, and the Bible says that when Jericho was straightly shut up, and the Lord said unto Joshua, and he begins his instructions to Joshua. Other, everybody else is trying to figure out, how are we going to get this city? You know, what, what is the plan? How are we going to take this city for the Lord? The Lord's given it to us. How are we going to do it? And so Joshua receives the instructions from the Lord. And uh, then the Lord says to Joshua, you're going to have to build some ladders and some battering rams and catapults. No, he does not say that at all. He says what's so surprising. He says, get priests and trumpets and ram's horns. And it seems like, oh, that seems so strange. That seems so odd. Can you imagine getting, getting these instruments that, and these, these different things and people who aren't even warriors and to begin marching around this huge city in which chariots are running around and everything else and it's supposed to fall down flat? After we get done marching around it and blow, playing music, it seems so strange. It seems so odd. These instructions that the Lord has given Joshua. Joshua was given these instructions immediately. He does not question God, but by faith he begins to tell the people what to do. Verse 6, does it, is there not a five and a half that's to be where he asks God, well, why do we do this? No, he immediately um, goes into the, telling the people what to do that God has said. And Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he said unto the people, pass on and compass the city and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken unto the people that the seven priests, bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns, passed on before the Lord and blew the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord following them. And the armed men went before the priests and blew with the trumpets and the reward came after the ark and the priests going on and the blowing with the trumpets. And Joshua had commanded the people saying, Ye shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout, then ye shall shout. And so here they are. Can you imagine in your mind's eye, here they are lining up, getting everything ready. Joshua gives them instructions from the Lord. And they begin to step out in faith and follow God. 
and do what He's commanded them to do. And they get everybody lined up and they begin to march with His trumpets and everything and they begin to follow the Lord's commandment. And they begin to do this and Joshua adds, it says, Ye shall not shout, nor shall any word proceed out of your mouth. They weren't even to talk. That'd be very hard for me and so forth. I would have a hard time. I'd be like, whoa, look at that. You know, and everything. I would have a very hard time. Or even, even I might even question the situation. You know, what, what are we doing here? You know, we're just walking around in this sandy desert and so forth. And we're supposed to go around this building seven times. And on the seventh day, seven more times and everything. And we got trumpets. You know, all right, guys. You know, let's build. I mean, excuse me for being a little bit, you know, to the side here thinking about let's, let's build something. You know, I think we need to get some ladders to throw it over here and so forth. So often... We do the very same thing when we're given instruction of the Lord from the Word of God. You know, as we begin to continue through this story, let us remember we've been given clear and very specific instructions from the Lord in the Word of God. We've been told what to do with our Christian lives from day to day as we live for the Lord and read our Bibles and pray and be a witness everywhere we go and to be faithful to church and to be a giving church and to be a, a church that loves missions and a church that loves people and loves giving out the gospel and loves their pastor and a church that serves the Lord. And that God's given us very clear instructions in the Bible about these things. And so often we're like, ah, I don't have to follow all those instructions. I don't, do I have to love my pastor? <laughs> do I really have to? And everything. So often we question the little things about the instructions that we've been given. But Israel followed by faith. And as we follow by faith, we must follow in complete obedience to the Lord. Otherwise it will not be by faith. We must follow. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. And I hope that if you're here this evening, you have a desire in your heart to please the Lord. I hope you do. I think you do. I have a heart's desire to please the Lord with my life. And so we see here, Joshua has been given this, this commandment to the people, and the people begin to have faith in God. They don't question the Lord and His instructions. And everything, they say, you know what, we're going to begin to follow the Lord in everything that we have to do. So the ark of the Lord can pass the city, going, verse 11, going about at once, and they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. And the seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpet. Can you just, just imagine with me? We're reading a true account of what God has done. Here in the Bible, we're reading it together this evening about what God has done. And can you just imagine being here at this time? Let's continue to read. And the armed men went before them, and the reward came after the ark of the Lord, priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And the second day they can pass the city once and return to the camp. And so they did six days. And it came to pass on the seventh day, they rose early in the about the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven more times. Seven times, the Bible says. Only on the day they compassed the city seven times, on that day. And it came to pass on the seventh day 
that when the trump, the priests blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord hath given you the city. And the city shall be accursed, even it, and all that are therein, to the Lord only Rahab the harlot shall live. She and all that were are in, the, in, in her and her house, because she hid the messengers that were sent. And ye, if any wise, keep yourselves in the accursed thing, lest any, man, um, lest any make yourselves accursed, when ye take of the accursed thing, and make the camp of the Israel accursed, and trouble it. But all the gold, the silver and the gold and the vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord, and they shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So he said, shout, and here we come, verse 20. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it came to pass that when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted with a great shout. Now let's stop right there at that comma. All right, now let's go back to the story, and I want you to put yourself in these people's shoes. I'm going to go there with you. Put yourself in the people's shoes, and they begin to follow the Lord and do. By faith, they're trusting the Lord. They knew the Lord was supposed to give them the land of Israel. And they come to this walled city, this structure, this stronghold, this difficulty. And they come to this difficulty... Here it is, big stone walls, and God's given them instructions in order for them to conquer and have the victory over that place. And they begin to follow the Lord and do exactly in complete obedience to God's instructions. They begin to obey the Lord by faith. And can you imagine on that air it is? They wake up early in the morning, the Bible says, and they begin to compass the city seven times for the last time. And they get around four, five, six times. They're coming around for the last time. Remember, they're not speaking. They haven't been, they're not allowed to say a word. And they begin to come around, and you can imagine them coming to the gate. There's the gate and so forth. They're almost there. They've lived their life, their, the entire seven days by faith, in complete obedience to the Lord, following every instruction that has been given them. Can you imagine the anticipation in their heart? The, Bible, the God said, you're going to have the city. It's going to, walls are going to fall down flat. All right, let's walk around it. Let's obey the Lord. And so they begin and they get right there to the edge of the city, to the gates. And then Joshua and, and they hear the trumpets and all of them. And then they shout. And what does the Bible say? Say there, that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. God did as he said he was going to do because of their faith in the Lord. So often we wonder, why don't I see God blessing my life? I've accepted my, I'm saved. I know I'm a Christian, you know, just, I just don't understand it and everything. Are we following God's instructions? Do you imagine living your life from day to day with that same anticipation in your heart that the people of Israel had on that seventh time around, right before they got where they started and everything? Right before, you could live, we could live every day of our lives by faith and have that same anticipation in our heart and see God rot the victory in our lives every time. See God tear down strongholds and tear down walls and see God do great things in our lives. 
Only if we'll follow him by faith. Only if we'll live our lives in complete obedience to his instructions. So often we'll come up with our own ideas and our own ways that we think that the Christian life should be lived. I do this so often. And we have to remind ourselves to go back to the Word of God and to completely follow His instructions of daily, morning and evening, living in the Word of God, living our lives in prayer without ceasing, living our lives as a witness and as a light into this world, telling other people about Jesus Christ. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Be faithful to the Lord and to His house. To give to the Lord and what He's given to us, back to the Lord. These are God's instructions. and We must follow them by faith. The Bible says we must not walk by sight. I spoke to a man this afternoon in the open air, and he was so distraught about the things that were going on around him, you know, with the recent happenings. He was so upset about it and he just kept going back and kept talking about all the politics of everything and how terrible things are and it's unjust and all this thing and so forth. And I, and he, he claimed to be a Christian. He said he was, he said he was saved when he was nine years old and he really followed the Lord, but he's starting to doubt things now. He's starting to really doubt his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I said, maybe because you're starting to walk by faith and to walk by sight and not by faith. So often we'll get our eyes upon the things around the world and we start coming up with our own ideas and we forget to follow God's instructions of looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That is where faith is defined, is looking unto Jesus. We keep our eyes upon Christ and we don't let it veer and that is where we live, in the arms of Jesus Christ following Him every step of the way in complete obedience to Him, then we can see great victory in our lives as Christians. Let's pray. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You so much for this day. We thank You so much for this opportunity that we have to look at Thy Word. Lord, I pray that I would be a Christian that is full of faith in Thee, that I could learn more and more each day how to follow the instructions of thy word, and that I may each day see great victory that you wrought in my life. Lord, I want to see you tear down strongholds in this country. I want to see you do great things. See, many people saved by the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that we would live in complete obedience to thee, In Jesus' precious name, amen.